I don't feel bad that she's reactive. I feel bad because other people make me feel bad, if that makes sense. Hmm. Because they only see her for a second. Maybe because they, you know, she lunch at them or like bark at them. And they just have this misconception of who, who Kalaya is. And uh, they project that onto me. Hi there, I'm Caroline, dog mom to Australian Shepherd mix, Layla May. Welcome to Owners Tell All, an Instagram live series where I chat with other dog owners about the successes and struggles of owning a dog. As a first time dog owner and mental health advocate, my goal is to make new dog owners feel less alone, give hope for those problems people thought they couldn't solve, and match words to how their dog is acting or how they are feeling. Thanks for being here and make sure to follow us on Instagram at L-A-Y-L-A underscore L-M-A-Y-Y-Y. Hey there, dog owners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Owners Tell All or now known as Dog Owners Tell All on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There are so many ways to support the podcast, like leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, sharing a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your social platforms, or using the link below to buy me a coffee. I am so, so grateful people are listening and enjoying the podcast, and every time I get a message about it, it warms my heart. So thank you so, so much. All right, enjoy the show. Happy Monday! It is Caroline. We are here for Owners Tell All. I'm going to go ahead and invite Tia. Hey! Hello! Let me know if um, my internet works. Because some, uh, sometimes, or like last time, it was like spotty. So then yeah. I can just like change the internet setting yeah gotcha i've had to do that before like change from my wi-fi to just normal internet mm. um, but yeah how was work today how was your monday oh my gosh i have to take today off because i just couldn't i had um a doctor appointment this morning and then i was just i was just like i can't sit through this traffic so i'm just gonna call it a sick day <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do. I'm sure Kalaya was like, Mom, you're back. I know. She was in the crate. And then out of nowhere, I came home and she was like, oh. <laughs> I said that you were gonna be back. Does she stay in the crate while you go to work? Um, not, she only stay, I only let her stay in the crate for a couple hours. Because mm-hmm. um, um, if I'm gonna be at work, like, from, you know, because I have to leave work at seven. And I don't come back to six, so that's a lot of hours. So, I yeah. <laughs> that's so, time, yeah. I know, um, which is, we, we can talk all about, like, going back to the office in a minute. But, um, yeah, so I usually just let her stay with grandma, like, my mom, uh-huh. who is, like, her grandma, and, like, she loves yeah. her. So she's, like, babysitting. <laughs> yeah, um, my mom was, like, Tell Layla that my name is Graham. Mm -hmm. That's what she wants to be called, not like Graham. Graham. Nice. (laughs) Like, Layla, we're going to guess you're Graham, or Graham got you this, or whatever. So I. I, (laughs) Did she get excited? She's like, oh my gosh, uh, we're going to go see Graham. So my mom actually doesn't live in Kentucky, where where we live, Um, Mm -hmm. in New Mexico. So. We don't see her, like, super often, mm-hmm. but if she moved back to Kentucky and we saw her, like, once a month or anything, like, on a more, like, regular basis, mm-hmm. she'd be really excited because mm-hmm. once we, we – we stayed with her um, – she came to Kentucky, like, two weeks ago, and we mm-hmm. were hanging out with her, and Layla and her were inseparable. Layla just like latched on to her and just was so concerned about her like every move. Oh, so, that's um, so awesome. 
I don't know if it was like the peanut butter that she first got. <gasps> yes. Or something else, but <laughs> no, I think they have like it was a really cute bond. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, they. I would say that if we saw them like more regularly, she would be pretty attached. Yeah, definitely. So. Like every time I'd be like, "Kalia, you want to go see Grandma?" And she's like, oh, "Yeah." She's like, "Look, wait, well, hold on." She's like, "Hold on." Uh, how do I turn the camera around? How do I turn the camera around? Kalia, you want to go see Grandma? You want to go see Grandma? She's like looking at the door. She's like. <laughs> Oh, she's doing a big stretch right now. <laughs> I'm ready. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, like tell us like just a little intro of who you are, and who Kalia is, like how old she is, and mm -hmm. um, you rescued her, right? Yeah, just mm -hmm. on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, my name is Tia. <laughs> I work in um in like with uh, like on um on college campuses with student organizations and stuff so that's why like uh we're going back to campus and for the fall semester and so it's like different because you know we've been working from home for like 17 months and now we have to go back full time so it's so um it definitely changes a lot um just because Kalia used to like see me every single day all yeah. day and now she's like where's mom <laughs> um and um kalaya is um she's two she's gonna be two on september 5th so she is like her birthday is around the corner yeah. um <laughs> and um, um i'm sorry oh i was just gonna say that layla's birthday is october 30th <gasps> nice yeah that's halloween yeah that's so exciting do you yeah. like do you usually just celebrate Halloween and her birthday at the same time? Um, well last year was the first year because she she's gonna turn two mm. as well. So uh last year we didn't really do anything because of COVID. Um yeah. like I had a few friends over and like they brought their dogs and they kinda like all hung out, hung out in the backyard and like I made her a cake, but it was just like for me and her and Bobby to eat. <laughs> That's well, awesome. But we, tr I tried to pee. Like all heat. Did you make like um like a Halloween theme birthday cake or just like a regular cake? No, just a regular cake. Mm. I yeah. This year maybe we'll do. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully, you know everything's opening back up. That would be nice. But I think your internet connection is good. Okay. Um, yeah, so we rescued Kalaya, or I did, um, um, November 2019. So she was like eight weeks old. <laughs> um, and um, the shelter called her like the Mexican mutt because she was rescued from Mexico, just like the, the border, yeah. like Tijuana area. And... Um, and she, I don't know, I fell in love with her just right away. And just, abs I have like separation anxiety, like the first five minutes. Cause like the, um, when I was filling out the paperwork, I was holding her and I like couldn't, like I was shaking. And the, um, the, the lady was like, do you want me to hold her while you finish like doing the paperwork? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not getting, I'm not letting go of this, <laughs> this Brindle girl. So yeah, the attachment was very strong from, like, the very start. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I feel like um, I get surprised whenever I see dogs that are, like, the same age as Layla. I don't know why. I just feel like, oh, are you changing your internet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, everyone's dog that I see on here is so much older than Layla. Okay. And, I don't know why. I just always feel like dogs are older than her. I feel like she's a puppy. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, well, no, she's about to be two. And <gasps> I'm like, how? Oh, my goodness. So I'm sure you feel the same way. You're, yeah. like, still thinking of her as a puppy. But, no, she's, like, an adult dog. Well, the thing – but she still have, like, puppy energy because I, I would hang out with, like, older dogs. And they have zero energy. They're just kind of, like – 
you know, they get excited for a second and they just kind of lay low and like they're very calm. And Kalai is like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So you, is she a mix? Is she a mix? Yeah, she is. Um, so I thought she was like a lot of shepherd, but we did. Um, what is that thing called? Like the embark vet, like the DNA thing. And um, it turns out she's a lot of Chihuahua, which makes sense because she's from Mexico. So mm -hmm. she's like a lot of Chihuahua. And then um, the second tier was a uh, shepherd. And then there's like a lot of different mixes, like um, um, American Staffordshire, you know, like Pitbull, things like that. So, oh, I, I would. She had Chihuahua in her just because she doesn't look very small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I think like the dad might have been Chihuahua because they rescued her mom, um, and her mom was Shepherd. So, Bombo. <laughs> Because shepherds are so big and chihuahuas. Yeah. Super, but, uh, yeah. That's hilarious. I don't know uh, how it happened. <laughs> I but I'm wondering, too. But. Mika's in the comment. I saw Chase. All the all our friends are here. <laughs> um, yeah, I see Chili here. I've been loving Chili's, like, memes and reels. Nice. They're funny. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about training. Mm -hmm. What are your top priorities when training? This could be like what they used to be versus what they are now, or mm -hmm. like they've kind of evolved over time, or um, how old am I? I'm 24. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not repeating my age again. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> okay. But yeah, what are like your top priorities with training? Yeah. So we've been uh, working on a lot of like loose leash walking and structure walks. Those are kind of like the foundation to having, um, you know, uh, a good relationship with your dog during walks and stuff and kind of uh, working on handlers uh, focus so that, you know, because Kalaya is reactive, I want to make sure that I set, set her up for success during our walks. Um, so um, I'm, I'm always having like um, her high value treats, like single ingredient treats in my like stasher pouch. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, making sure that she uh, pay attention to me so that like if there's a trigger, I can redirect her attention towards me. Um, so that's really, really important. And I think... Um, my biggest goal is so that she is, um, she can learn to socialize with other dogs so that I can take her to, you know, any places and she's not reactive or, um, you know, kind of, cause sometimes she'll like, she's, she, her reactivity comes from fear and mm -hmm. so, and also dominancy too. So like, if she uh, have a sense of fear, then she'll like growl or bark, you know, just to alert other dogs like, hey, stay away from me. Or sometimes she's just like very playful. Uh, with smaller dogs, she just wants to dominate them. <laughs> and so yeah. I think being able to understand those like mannerisms and like how she is really um, helped me advocate for her. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I, I saw your story earlier, like with uh, Layla's new muzzle, super mm -hmm. cute. So like we've been wearing muzzles in different um, areas so that she's, you know, desensitized to it and um, and normalizing it too. You know, it's not just like muzzle means negative things. It's or so we're trying to make sure she understands that like, um, it's a positive association and like normalizing it in, in different situations. So um, I've been advocating for her with the muzzle and, you know, trying to help her socialize through that, um, through that right now. So those are our main priorities and just like building, you know, our relationship and, and our communication skills, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you just want to make sure that like both of you guys can enjoy, um, whatever you're doing together. So you, mm -hmm. you don't want her to just be like some numb dog, just 
sitting at a patio or whatever that's not reacting so that's like nice for you and you can enjoy yourself but you want to make sure that she's enjoying herself too yeah and not just numb to the situation yeah, yeah that's definitely. awesome so like her type of reactivity with dogs or is she like stranger reactive as well both so ah sorry <laughs> my airport airport came out um so I think during COVID, you know, obviously we've been inside in quarantine. And so she doesn't see a lot of people. We don't go outside a lot. When we do, it's always like social distance and, and people wearing masks. Like she can't see their facial expressions. So she gotten, because um, so, like when she was a puppy, like she was super friendly. And I don't know what happened between the shutdown where she became like really scared of strangers, especially men and people wearing masks. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, like the other day I noticed we were, we were in line for something and she was in like place command on her um, blanket. And in the corner of my eye, I saw this guy, like this guy like walking towards us with a mask on and she immediately kind of like she was going to like lunch and react. And I like redirect her attention towards me. I say, like, watch me I give her a treat as soon as she like we uh, made eye contact. And we definitely avoided the whole re uh, reactivity during that situation because I was able to spot her right away and uh, redirect her attention. And so. Um, so, yeah, she does like try to bark and lunch at strangers people with face masks, um, like men. <laughs> so I don't know what she had with guys because, like, she's never been abused. <laughs> and yeah. so um, it's really interesting, like, different people she scared of or feared. Um, but, you know, like, if she sees, like, um, like my friends, like, she'll, like, go up to them and, like, whack her tail and be like, yeah. and, and are super friendly. And so I think it's like, it's like certain people that she have a fear base on. Yeah. And it, it's just really hard to figure that stuff out sometimes because like all, every person is different. So you can't really say like, oh, it's big. Well, I feel like the face masks are like a pretty easy thing to pinpoint. But then mm -hmm. I, like, I know some dogs just really don't like people that are wearing hats. Yeah. But like sometimes <laughs> like really hard to spot that if it's yeah. just, if it's not common thing I guess um, I've heard like people wear like having beard beard hats certain things that sticking out <laughs> yeah. just like I don't want to say like um uh oh oh what's the word it was on the tip of my tongue um but just like differences but like mm -hmm. to different but to them it is yeah um, yeah I think that's like really interesting and um I guess the more exposure work you do, the the easier it gets. But like mm -hmm. in those early days, you really have to be alert to your surroundings because if you wouldn't have like saw that man, for instance, she she would have reacted. But you caught yeah. it. Mhm. Mm and uh, I have like I usually have her on a short leash too. So if she were to react, I would have just like you know, um, she wouldn't have gone far. But yeah. Um, but still, like we avoided it. Like nothing happened. You know, the guy just walked by ob oblivious of, of what was going to happen. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm always, like, watching her. <laughs> yeah, and that can be pretty exhausting sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk a little bit later about some of the things that you do to, like, take the ease off or the pressure off and find mm -hmm. fun. Um, so, like, was there a specific instance that really triggered you to start Utilizing some things like a prong collar, trainer mm -hmm. collar, like basically just get more serious about training. Yeah, so um, I want to say around when she was like six, seven months old, she her reactivity like really started to I know I really started to notice it, and I think it was definitely my fault, like taking her to like dog parks and um, and exposing her to all of the unstructured uh, mm -hmm. environment. Um, one time we went to a um, quirky meetup because I like I love quirkies and um, they 
<laughs> they um like a herd of them like 12 13 of them like try to herd her and Kalaya was still a puppy she was like six seven months old and she got scared so like her tail was behind like under her and she like she had longer legs so like she was able to outrun them but when you have like 13 14 corgis running after you like barking excessively <laughs> um yeah. that is like very traumatizing and so I definitely stopped doing that. <laughs> um, so I think that was when, like, her fear started of, you know, that, that traumatized started. And so um, we, I, I took her to training. And we have a, like, there's a pit bull, like, a Los Angeles pit bull um, association thing. And um, even though Kalai's not, like, fully pit bull, like, they're wel- they welcome all breeds. So I took her to the training and they introduced us to um, a slip collar because mm-hmm. um, I had a flat collar on her and they were like, no, 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 no. here's a slip collar because it was going to choke her. Um, yeah. And so they they um, they show me how to use it. They didn't just like handed it to me, obviously, like they show me to use it like um, under the ears and how to like um, to tighten it and also how to uh use the the leash um in a correct manner and so and they were watching me the whole time to make sure that I was using it correctly too and so that was really um helpful to understand how to use the slip lead um and then I think after she was she turned one um I was introduced to the prong collars and again like learning how to use it properly and correctly and um, and I felt like the prong collars was uh, a better tool when I was doing structure walks or even like loose leash walking. And so um, I really like I kind of interchange those tools um, in different manners. And like, you know, whether we're going hiking or just like a leisurely like walk around our neighborhoods and things like that. Um, and then my other, our other trainer um, introduced us to the e-collar, but I didn't feel comfortable using it on my own. <laughs> and, and so, I, like, we only used it when, you know, the trainer re- was, like, teaching her different methods. But I, just, I, I was just like, oh, I don't know if I was going to, like, use the wrong buttons and stuff. So I did not use the e-collar, like, on my own accord. I just let the um, the trainer um, use it when whenever we have trainings. So those yeah. are the yeah. Sorry. Well, that's no no that that's a really good explanation of all three of those different tools. But um, and I'm happy that you we've went through a trainer for everything, and that sounds like you were able to do a lot of that like in person too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of other dogs that are around like this one to two year old range had to do like virtual trainings yeah, um, and like learning to use some of these things through virtual, it was, you know, hard for some and, you know, you just had to find the right people. Um, but it's really like, um, it's really cool to hear someone say that, you know, they're okay with an e-collar, but they don't feel confident enough to use it like themselves, I guess. Yeah. So like, you're not going to go out and use it like willy nilly Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to kind of like step back and like acknowledge that um because if you're not confident using something then you know it's it's hard to to push that onto your dog I guess yeah um so that's like a really different perspective that I don't think I've ever heard anyone say but it's it's really refreshing and acknowledge good good acknowledgement I guess because yeah. there are for the longest time, I didn't feel comfortable using the prong collar. So mm-hmm. I just, I re- felt really like almost the same thing. Like I didn't feel like I, I knew how to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I had one for probably like six months before I ever even put it on her. Cause yeah. I just, I don't know what to do with this. Um, and mm-hmm. finally I had a really on, on what. Yeah, and I think, like, also, like, don't, um, I spent a lot of money on the prong collars, 
because I didn't want to just buy one from like PetSmart or Petco. Um, and I got one that is, um, what is that thing called? Uh, it's a buckle. Mm -hmm. So instead of using like the links. Um, so I found that, you know, using high quality prong collars make it makes a huge difference. Um, we had one, it's the, we have the Herm Springer brand. Yeah. Okay. So I've only ever had that one. That's the Um, the most famous one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the one that like our, my, um okay going into something a little bit more fun tell us a story um okay so uh recently since like LA have been opening up um there's so many different events that's happening like all the pops-ups and stuff and so if you watch my reels like we go to like so many different events um and I am so happy that like like Kalai have been training so hard and able to go to those like events because they're like so many distractions and so many dogs and so much no- like so like the last event we went went to there was like a bunch of food trucks all of the dogs um and just like balloons and everything like so it was high energy and she did so so well and I was like I was so proud of her yeah. and um and, you know, like, I mean, obviously, I was watching her, making sure I have, like, on her short leash. I give her, like, CBD oil beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, like, set, you know, I was trying to set her, her up um, for success as much as possible. And when she was there, I was really nervous because I was like, oh, my gosh, what if, you know, she sees something, a trigger happens, you know, um, it's not going to be a good experience for her. But she was so calm and mellow and, like, wasn't afraid of anything and she just like walk up to different booths um and uh, people were trying to like pet her and she kind of like uh, I don't know if I want her you to pet me um you know she kind of go like yeah. this but she wasn't like reactive you know yeah. what I mean like she didn't growl bark lunge or anything she's just kind of like I don't want you to touch me so um and then I trust I tell like the uh, the people like oh you know she's very skittish like let her come to you don't approach her um especially people like pets don't like being pet on the head (laughs) um so I try to advocate for her in those type of ways um but other than that she did amazing and everybody was just like I mean, I was just so proud of her. And people were just like, you said that your dog is reactive. She is, she's well, not. She, that's what I would have been like. She's having a good, good day. Yeah. Uh, the place that you had, like, your therapy booth, like, or the, the, the therapy booth picture that you just put up. Yeah. That, that was, was the place. That's awesome. Um, it's really cool that, like, you had those events too um I'm I'm jealous of the people that live in these bigger cities where like all the dogs are around and they never have like anything like that that's was it like specifically for dogs mm-hmm. it was um world I think they were celebrating like world dog day or international okay. dog day or something like that so yeah. there was so many like vendors um they were giving out like free doggy ice cream it was amazing. <laughs> that is that is super fun. I love that. Um, but yeah, that's a great day. How long was it? Like a couple hours? Yeah. So um, I was gonna. I was supposed. To, so yeah, I was. I'm like always nervous at going to different events. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go in and go get out. But then we end up staying for like an hour and a half just because she was like chilling. Um, and I didn't. And after a while, like my anxiety kind of uh disappear you know I was more calm and collected because she uh she was calm (laughs) and so yeah whenever that reminds me like one of the first times we ever took Layla to a restaurant we drove Mm -hmm. separately so that if she like wasn't able to handle it after like 30 minutes I could just take her home Mm -hmm. Uh, and she ended up being fine so we like got to stay the whole time but it was nice to know that like we had that backup plan just in case Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely yeah so how has your dog affected your mental health um this could be positive negative or both um so like and um throughout your training and just like your journey of growing up with her 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, positively, she's she's definitely my emotional support animal, like um, on paper and in real life. <laughs> she's, you know, um, I feel there's so many days when I, especially when we're quarantined and like not having a social life, and it was just like you and your you know, by yourself, like, um, I definitely felt like th- I can't get up or there's no reason to like wake up in the morning and just feeling like really unmotivated. And she's the reason why I wake up in the morning because yeah, listen, like you have to take her out. You yeah. know what I, mean? <laughs> I have to take care of her. We have to go training. We, you know, and I think like she brings so much joy to my life. I feel like before I was never like an outgoing person and she definitely helped me come out of my comfort zone going um, on so many different adventures, like hiking, camping, dog beaches, meeting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Were you big into hiking and like going stuff before you got her? Nope. I was an an indoor person. (laughs) I was like, I'm here in front of Netflix for the next eight hours. (laughs) Um, And so I feel like she definitely opened my world up and, because I, you know, like she's so, I don't think she's a working breed, but she's definitely have a lot of energy and mm-hmm. we're not going to be inside all day. So I go out because of her, for yeah. her. Um, and it, and that, in that way, it gives me, you know, um, energy and help me exercise too, which, mm-hmm. you know, helps with the, uh, um, with the, yeah, all of that good stuff. And then negatively, I feel like, Sometimes her reactivity um, makes a bad impression and other people, I don't feel bad that she's reactive. I feel bad because other people make me feel bad, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because they only see her for a second, maybe because they, you know, she lunch at them or like bark at them. And they just have this misconception of who who Kalia is, and they pro- yeah, they project that onto me as a bad owner or a you know, um, and so it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes oh go go ahead. No, well, like I was just agreeing. It's like you get those vibes of people being like, control your dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... like it's like go train like oh your dog needs training or like oh like um you know they say a, a lot of different things that definitely affects my mental health and um sometimes we don't get invited to places because you know they think they have a perception of like you know your dog's gonna you know not they're not she's not gonna be behaving at like our place etc so it just it doesn't feel good <laughs> Um, but, but all I can do is like be in control of, of understanding that like I train her every single day and I work so hard on her. And I think like being able to share like our training journey, our uh, success stories, as well as like bad days too, because obviously it's never going to be good days every day, you know, like being real and honest and share like when that you know when she uh digress or regress and um yeah so sharing everything all the good stuff the bad stuff and just be honest (laughs) of course of course i hope that like maybe over time even like if it was just one of those people followed you and has have seen like your training journey and how far that she's both of you have have came along and put in the progress. Mm-hmm. Um, Puppy doll says Kalia is an amazing dog. It's just the way just the way people Where's do. People do. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. Um, and I know some people like are scared of dogs, so they're like, no matter what, have something negative to say. Um, which is fine. You don't have to like my dog, and you mm-hmm. don't have to like my dog in general. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like tell somebody that, but it is a nasty feeling whenever somebody gives you a dirty look, yeah, um, or whatever the case may be. And anytime that I see a dog 
and its owner that are training outside. Like, even if they're just doing a simple walk, but you can tell that the owner is, like, very alert to the surroundings. I just, mm -hmm. like, want to yell, you're doing a good job. Yes, definitely. They're training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think also, like, uh, having her muzzle on helps, like, create some space and distance, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, maybe whatever is going on over there, I'm going to give them some space. So, um, And yeah. that's a to get past, too. Like, I know a lot of people perceive muzzles as being, like, negative, like, your dog has a problem. Mm -hmm. There's things that, you like, for me today, like, before our walk, I, like, put it on her inside, and we mm -hmm. were just going, like, around the street. So, like, we weren't really doing, a, like, a big walk in it. But, like, I had a script in my head that if somebody, like, were to say, why does she have a muzzle on? You know, I had a script as to, like, why she would have it on and, like, how it doesn't make her a bad dog and how she's still a good dog and we're just training and, like, mm -hmm. this and that. Um, because she has a vet appointment coming up and she wears a muzzle into the vet. Mm -hmm. Like, I had this like script rehearsed and then like I didn't even see anyone but I still just feel like I have to be prepared to explain to people so that they don't have these like misjudgments of who like what kind of dog Layla is yeah what kind of like owner I am I guess so I think it, it's like we can't manage like we can only manage our own expectations we, we can't like you know manage everyone else's like what the, how they think of our dogs and stuff so sometimes I just just have that in mind <laughs> and making sure you know that they don't affect me my men and my mental health yeah yeah because it, it definitely can be a lot at sometimes um I see some new new people on here so hello thanks for joining um Yes, I agree, puppy dolls. Um, did, did you say her name was Dolly or something? Yeah. I, yeah, Dolly. Dolly. What a cute name. <laughs> so besides, like, mental health and, like, for you and Kalia, is mental health important in your community? Um, so I'm yeah. sure working in a school, you probably see some mental health stuff there. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, so um, I'm Asian. I'm part of the API community, and I think, like, there's a huge um, stigmatization of mental health in, in the API community. And, um, and so I like to be able to talk about my mental health and, you know, be very honest and real with everyone so that it helped destigmatize it, um, help normalize talking about it. Um, and especially in school, like, I think a lot of young students don't know what it is, like, you know, because whether they're being, um, they don't know what the definitions or terms are, or um, they might have experienced, like, a lot of anxiety, but they don't know how to express it in words, or seeking, like, the right resources, and so um my one of my job is definitely just being able to um direct them to the uh the campus resources and making sure that they know that they're not alone and um and that it's okay to to feel all of those feelings because you're not alone and we're all here to help you be successful and um sometimes we'll have like uh therapy fluffies especially during like midterms and final season. And so I think that's when I start like loving dogs because I would just have a really bad day and then going to like therapy fluffies and just all my problems melted away for like 15 minutes of just like, you know, hugging and like petting like this yeah. stranger's dogs. <laughs> oh, whatever works. <laughs> um, that's awesome though. So uh you like is your that like kind of your whole job is like kind of to guide them in like the right place um that's one of my job responsibilities um i mostly work with like our api community and student organizations and help them um 
have a sense of belonging and um and have like a home away from home type of feel so um yeah i i mostly guide them through like um cultural and educational programs and stuff but um being there for them in terms of like um educate educating on mental health and um and how to seek help is definitely something i'm very passionate about for sure um are there any like resources that are like always your go-to my resources my like what are like what are some of like your go-to resources oh okay um so definitely like oh i I think i shared one in one of my reels recently i I did like some different um besides like the main ones i think i included like the aapi one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think it was i think it was like asian asian uh, mental health matters.org or something I definitely saw it on your um in your description and I was like thank you because <laughs> you, you list like so many different ones and so yeah. um identity definitely matters because I've def- I've seen like some um therapists who doesn't really understand my cultural and historical backgrounds and it was kind of difficult talking about certain issues and they kind of it's hard to con- when you it's hard to connect to your therapist um it's not fun going you know and so um i think like having all of the of the list of uh, different resources on your page um you know because you do have a platform and people can click on that link and be able to find the appropriate resources that they yeah. need yeah because it's definitely not like a one size fits all i mean just with like anything you know, like my best friend could go to one therapist and I could try out that therapist and just like absolutely not vibe with them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like the same thing with, with resources or, or videos or educational content. Um, people are like different kinds of learners. Like mm-hmm. they, they feel different ways. They like think differently. So it really might take some experimentation. And I think that's one of the good things about having so many different resources that they can all bring a little bit something a little bit different to the table. Mm-hmm. And most and some therapists have like different um like specialties. Specialties, yeah. So like there's like family uh I don't know, MFT. What is MFT stand for? I don't remember. It was like oh it's called marriage and family therapy. And oh, okay. so that's like a specialty that you can go to, but they might not necessarily have um, you know, the experience talking about other topics, mm-hmm. you know. Like so, an eating disorder. Like yeah. they might be divorced, but they're not getting like eating disorder. Or- yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in this like big Instagram world um, <laughs> that we have on here, this huge community um, of dog owners uh how do you kind of decide like what is best for you and Kalaya? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of different opinions you can put yeah. like, different trainers so at some point you gotta i just stop <laughs> listening there are so many different opinions okay so apparently prong collars are bad and flat collars are bad and harnesses are bad because it like hurts their gates um so i'm like what do i use everything is bad every single tool out there are bad for dogs um or even like so i i was like do uh since kalai is like a resource garter people uh like some trainers have told me to um like hand feed hers to build that relationship and then i'll go to instagram and it says like stop hand feeding your dog your dog should be able to eat their dinner peacefully stop yeah. trying to stop trying to train your dogs while they eat and i was just like oh <laughs> so many different things <laughs> so many different things and at some point i just i feel like you know what use the tools that works with your dogs i'm not going to tell you what is right or wrong and you don't tell me what is right or wrong and you know i think the most important thing is that building that relationship with your dog and understanding 
their communication styles and be able to know like, oh, you know, so prong collars doesn't hurt her because I know how to use it correctly. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to keep using that. Slip collars, she doesn't care. Like she'll still pull on the slip collars. So like I'll use it when we're like training for agility and things like that. Like I'll use a harness for agility too because, you know, they're constantly like moving. Um, so yeah, like I just stopped listening to people <laughs> just because it's like, <laughs> so many different opinions just hitting at you and it's so dramatic so much drama <laughs> I know I know there yeah whenever I like see some drama on here I just like I can't keep up first off because it moves so quickly yeah like, I don't want to follow this random account that they're like having drama with yeah Whatever. especially since you're on TikTok do you ever see all of those like trainers just you know bashing each other all the time I <laughs> it's not healthy and it's like it's to the point where I'm like you don't want to listen to them anymore you know so yeah like I definitely have a few trainers that um I really like on here and like I follow a pretty wide variety of people just because like even if they're like purely positive they mm -hmm. have like some really cool like tricks that they do that I like or mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like if you, ha you don't have to like necessarily do everything that someone else is doing. You can mm -hmm. be like being choosy. Mm -hmm. So if I see somebody doing, you know, this is a cool way to hold the food or whatever. Like yeah. whenever you're talking, like, mm -hmm. I don't um, Like, because I was like giving Layla like her food kind of like this. Mm -hmm. and like, pull, yeah mm -hmm. mom and I was like that literally like it's it's has saved my fingers yeah definitely or like how to you like wrap uh the leash around like your fingers and not like around your thumb I, th yeah. I thought those are like cool techniques to use yeah exactly and it's like I just like I can do that and I can like thank you for that and mm -hmm. appreciate you taught me that like through social media but I cannot agree with you in other ways. Like, literally just, like, anything else in life. Like, even, like, me and my fiancé, like, love him. But, like, he really likes hot sauce, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just, like, the same thing. Mm -hmm. if I, mind, I guess. But, um, you, you've been mentioning, like, building your relationship with your dog. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that you like to do that? Yeah, so um, I think teaching her different new skills because um, I'm trying to get her, like, certified through the AKC, like, the, the tricks and stuff. Like, they're, like there's, like, beginners, uh, intermediate, and advanced. And so, like, looking at the, the list and seeing which um, um, tricks I can teach her that week. And so we'll, like, focus on that one trick that whole week and just, like, um, I think in that sense we're you know communicating she's like learning how to trust me um as we go through each level mm -hmm. um and it's just like a good it's also it's like it's fun for her too you know like yeah so it's it's fun it's engaging we're communicating and we're working with each other she has to learn to trust me as a handler and I have to trust her to like you know, be able to uh, successfully do the skill and or the trick. Um, agility have also been really helpful too. Like as, again, being her handler and she has to trust me to guide her through the uh, course as well as like even grooming. Um, I don't take her to the groomer. Video that's on your. <laughs> Thank <Love>. you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we like never go to other places to groom just because like Layla has a really hard time with it. But whenever uh -huh. I is up up on the bath and you were doing her nails I was like this is amazing <laughs> it takes like it this. takes <laughs> it takes a long time to train her to like be desensitized to it you know obviously yeah. it's, it's like dogs are scared of nail clippers or like nail uh grinders or whatever so definitely took a lot of training um and again like that's like building that trusting relationship right um because I don't take her to the groomer because she's reactive and so I have to um 
you know, groom her every day <laughs> or not every day, but like uh, groom her different ways. Um, and so that's how we that's how we built trust and communication. Just those those trainings and and um, and learning her limits too. You know, like if she's like, oh, I don't want to do this, then just back off and train again the next day. So don't push your dog to um, because then they have like a bad association with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like that especially is hard for me sometimes because I'm like a goer, like whenever I have my mindset on something, I'm like, I'm going to finish this task. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to finish being able to do like X with Layla, but she Mm -hmm. doesn't want to go at that pace. Yeah. So then I have to like work with her and. Sometimes it's frustrating, but I feel like I've learned over time that it's just better if I back off and then, like you said, try again, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to understand, like, dogs have, like, very short attention span. So you kind of have to do, you know, 15 minutes training throughout the day and not um, an hour long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Um, yeah, and, like, learning those tricks and the agility, that's also working her mind, too. So. Mm-hmm. And her strength and her cores and all of that stuff, so. It was so cool seeing you do, like, the big agility stuff. Was it just, was it, like, a class, or was mm-hmm. it, was it just, like, an introductory thing, or have you been doing it for a while? Yeah, it was my, our first intro. So I bought, I went to, like, PetSmart, and I got, like, those, um, like, out, outbound, outbound uh, agility thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've been, like, playing it around, like, our, um, like front yards at the parks and stuff and then um there's this shelter um that was um doing like agility introduction class and I signed up and um they said that you know don't do agility that doesn't have like good equipment (laughs) because their equipment are like high class thousands of dollars because even the the a-frame which is like the ramp like um if you go to the dog park doing those a-frame it might not be the safest for them because, you know, it doesn't have, like, good traction. Um, it doesn't have, like, the the grip and everything. So you yeah. want to make sure that safety is the main key in agility. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's say if they get um, fast and you don't want them to trip. Yeah. And- if they get hurt, for example, then they won't like agility anymore. So that's really important is, is safety. Yeah, for sure. So – If you're having an off day, whether it be, like, reactivity or, like, you just had a hard day at work, what do you try to do to make it better? Um, Just hug her. (laughs) She is my personal, you know, um, it doesn't matter what other people say about Kalia. Like, to me, like, she's my heart dog. And so, like, if I have a bad day, and she knows, like, she can sense it. She'll come, like, I don't even have to, like beg for hugs she'll like come to me and she was just like start licking me and just like just make me feel better and I'm gonna cry because like like I don't know like I don't have that type of relationship with any dogs you know like this is she's the she's she's my child (laughs) that's hilarious but it's also so cute and I know so true for like so many people Mm mm-hmm how long do your hugs last? Like 10 minutes or like an hour? No, no. <laughs> she gets hot really quickly. She's 50 pounds and um, she just, she gets really hot really quickly. So she'll cuddle with me for like maybe a minute or two. And then she's like, okay, I'm, I'm hot. So I'm going to get out of this hug. <laughs> but she'll like stay in my vicinity to make sure like I'm not, you know, having a panic attack or um, I'm not like having like, you know, shaking or anything like she'll like watch me because she, she I don't she's not trained in those type of things like she's not was, like an alert dog. That. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, I was gonna ask if she was like trained to do no. it. No, she she's she's not trained. But like, I've definitely had many uh, like, crying spells and uh, like panic attacks. And she definitely, or like even nightmares, like I'll, I'll wake up screaming or something and she just like instantly coming to make sure I'm okay. Um, and so 
I don't know if it's like an innate thing. Like dogs knows how to like help people, you know, in those situations. So I don't know if it's an innate thing, but like she does it. And, um, and so, yeah, she's not trained though. (laughs) She could be easily trained. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Um, so probably our last question before we wrap it up is, Mm -hmm. um, how structure taking care of her whenever you're busy or overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, um, I'm so lucky that like my family lives really close. And so, you know, when I'm going to like back to, uh, on campus now, like my mom, you know, loves Kalaya and is able to watch her whenever, um, I need to step away or, you know, sometimes I, I need, like, I need to go to Disneyland <laughs> by myself. And so I'm like, mom, can you watch Kalaya? I'm going to go have a self-care, self-care day. <laughs> so yes. my best friend loves Disney too. It's so, I don't know what, it's like, it is one of the happiest place on earth for me. <laughs> That's how she is too. She goes like, well, like, she lives in Kentucky as well, so she goes, at, like, at least twice a year. That's um, awesome. But I'm sure, like, if she lived in Florida, she would be there at every, least. Every single day. There's <laughs> so often. Um, but well, that's, that's hilarious. What's, like, your favorite um, park or thing to do in Disney? Well, they, um, at Disneyland, they just opened the Avengers Campus, and I love Marvel. I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I, um, they have, like, the Spider-Man, um, ride, and we waited, like, hours just to get in, and it's, it was, like, so much fun, so. Yeah. Have you been to the one in Florida? No, I haven't. I heard there's so many, there's so many different, like, parks. There's, like, king- different kingdoms and stuff. So, I definitely – it's, like, definitely, like, my bucket list. If you go, you definitely have to, like, do it for multiple days. hmm I've never but, been to one in California. So, like, I don't really know how it's set up or mm-hmm. how long to go through everything. But, yeah, you definitely need multiple days to go. Yeah, there's only, there's only two parks at Disneyland. So, the California Adventures and the regular Disneyland. So, I would say, like – Maybe two days, like one day at each park. Yeah. Yeah. I would need like three or four probably for the one in Florida, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend took like a whole week. Friend, and she can make you a whole itinerary. Nice. <laughs> Hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's she's obsessed. Um, but she loves it, so it's whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, if you want to stay on here for, like, a little bit longer, we could talk about raw food. Um, okay. Have to get going. We can mm-hmm. end now. Okay. Um, I don't know what, like, your plans are. And I don't yeah, we can, we can talk about raw food pretty quickly. Okay. So, I like to eat raw. Um, so, I, I don't, like, know much besides just, like, from talking to people. So, if you want to tell us, like, a little bit about your experience. Um, mm-hmm. Has she always ate raw? No. She just started, like, a couple, like, I want to say a month ago. So, um, yes. Well, okay. So, we always have, like, mixed food. So, she doesn't like her kibbles. So, I always have to add things on top, like meal. So, I would do, like, sell and chewies meal toppers, freeze-dried, air-dried, like, ZZ's. I I don't know if you heard of ZZ. Um, It's, like... Uh, Z Y. It's like ZZ. Um, they're like Australians, and they're they're um, um, they do air dry food, and so uh-huh. I have to put like different things for her, and then um, and then my friend was like, "Why don't you try like raw food?" Um, and I have like different texture than kibble. Constantly add toppings, and I was like, "Oh, I never thought about it." So let me try it. So um. Um, Dar- we're we're doing Darwin, Darwin's pet food. I don't know if uh-huh. you've heard of it. Um, yeah. And so it's super easy. We um, they it comes in like a box and it's all pre-packaged. So I just have all I have to do is defrost it in the morning and then at nighttime I just feed her once a day. I don't have to do like breakfast or or dinner. Um, and it's 
full of proteins and vitamins and vegetables too. Like, um, so I don't have to add extra things to her meal. And um, sometimes I'll add like raw eggs, you know, because it's already, you know, her food's already raw. So I'll add raw eggs or like um, single ingredients, um, like chews. So that like, because chews can help like clean their teeth. Um, And I noticed that like her, she's not drinking as much water because when you're, yeah, when you're um, on kibbles, it's full of, you know, different, um, like different things that make the kibbles last longer, like in terms of shelf life. And when it's raw food, it's all fresh ingredients. (laughs) And so you know, um, I, they don't, there's not a lot of additives. And so she's drinking less water. I've been getting a lot of compliments saying like, oh, wow, she looks skinnier. And I'm like, is she skinny or is she more lean? Because like, I just weighed her and she's still 50 pounds. She yeah. haven't lose weight. She just looked leaner, you know, yeah. like more muscular. And so. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she have any like dietary problems? That no. Which are like, yeah so she doesn't have any dietary um issues like she can eat any type of proteins and stuff um I think the main reason why we wanted to switch to raw was because um of how like we just want I want to make sure that she's eating like fresh ingredients you know um and not like kibble based and um and also there I was reading up like I did a, a bunch of research even before you know I switched and it was like like uh, it was talking about like um skin health you know healthy skin and shiny coats and um I'm gonna talk about poop now like yeah. smaller smaller poop and healthier poop and mm-hmm. so and just like a bunch of different um of like benefits that really convinced me that and she doesn't even like kibbles anyway and she like gobbles up her raw food so you know like as you know when I saw that I was like oh that makes sense (laughs) for her um what about like training with it do Mm -hmm. you you still use like your training treats or yeah so her high value treats are single ingredients anyways so they're like um, dehydrated like jerky chicken breast or um, what else like just anything or yeah we do like like selling chewy like chicken breast and all of that stuff so like it's all they're not raw but they're like dehydrated or air dried so or, like I'm sorry or freeze dried yeah freeze dried yeah. yeah so um so uh, I use those, like, I haven't changed in, term, in terms of her training treats. And I never mm-hmm. use kibbles as, like, training treats because she didn't like kibbles. <laughs> like, she yeah. wasn't, like, doing any commands with them, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, have you heard of Kono's Kitchen? Yes. The, yeah. um, her, the, the owner, I haven't met her, but, like, she have a brindle dog. Yes. And, and we like bonded over that. We're just like, oh my gosh, we have a yeah. window dog. <laughs> Thanks, freeze dried. Mm-hmm. Uh, Layla really likes the salmon. I oh. think it's really different from like anything else that I give her. Yeah. She goes pretty nuts for the salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying out a freeze dried raw right yeah. now. Um, so it's not single ingredient, but yeah. it is all like healthy stuff like beef and then a bunch of like veggies and this and that so like no like real additives so like it's not can't doesn't have like the shelf life like how normal kibble does but it is nice because um like I have been doing half kibble half that Mm -hmm. and um I'll use that because it is like a little bit higher value than like her kibble Mm -hmm. I can tell that it's more high value. So like, um, I don't know. I kind of have like stages of like kibble is like pretty low value, but like usable. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then it's like the single ingredient, like freeze dried, like this freeze dried raw kibble is in like high value. And then there's like the stuff that she is like really not good for her. (laughs) 
like string cheese is oh, like she loves string cheese yeah that is i'm like i i could like i will give this to you but like i don't want to give this to you every day type of yeah. thing i just cut it in like very very small pieces and yeah. she'll she'll go crazy even just for like the smallest amount exactly I'm like, I, I will give it to you, but I don't want to give it to you every day. So I've been, like, trying to seek out, like, other options mm -hmm. um, to, like, have a variety of stuff. Did um, you put in on your story about, like, the whipped cream thing and the pop cup, like, the puppuccino? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm also, yeah, that, I was actually genuinely curious because I feel like I get her one, like, once a week. Uh-huh. And then so many people said like once every couple months i'm like am i a bad dog mom? no <laughs> i expected for the majority of people to also say like once a week um but yeah it was like once a month to more or like once every couple of months or more and then i had some people reply to me and say just like never <gasps> the audacity <laughs> um, so to me i like was just like should I not be giving Layla like no <laughs> I mean I mean you know like everything in moderation right so like obviously you're not giving her like every single day yeah. like once a week is fine like for us like on most of our reels or, or TikToks you think like I give Kalaya like a, a puppuccino all the time and I don't like <laughs> I yeah. we, we we go to Starbucks like like maybe twice a month, and then I just film all of my videos in one sitting. One sitting, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's the only time she get her puppuccino is when we're filming. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, totally. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people are thinking that you give them to her like pretty often, <laughs> but they don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up all the questions that I had. And I appreciate you getting on here and talking with me. Yeah, thank you. So I, I didn't know you have an accent because all of your TikToks, like, I think you, like, lip sync, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, the, like the, when we got on, I was like, oh, wow, she have an accent. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kentucky. <laughs> That's awesome. Think about it, though. I, like, I love that you picked up on it. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be on here. I really appreciate, you know, talking to you and answering all the questions. Of course. I really enjoyed it. And thanks for being so open about it. Um, and I will, I'll put this on here on Instagram. And then I also put it on um, YouTube and then edit it to be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Oh, my goodness. There. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, can you say, let's say goodbye to Kalia Han. Okay. Oh, she is a sweep. <laughs> say bye-bye. She just gave me her pause. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, All right. Up. If I can get her over. Give me a big dog. Oh, she's like, it's bedtime. <gasps> oh, my goodness. She is adorable. Hi, Layla. Because she's. <laughs> she is so cute. I love her. I want to meet her so bad. Did you hear her huge sigh? <laughs> Papa. Hi. <sighs> All right. I'll let you go. I know it's like super late over there. It's like nine. Oh, it's only nine. Mm -hmm. We're all good. Okay. But yeah. Thank you again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>